All right. Well, like I said, we're going to start in Genesis chapter 5, and then we're going to flip into Hebrews chapter 11, and then we're also going to be in the book of Jude. So if you want to kind of make you some marks there, uh, you know, put your pen in the pages, we're going to flip pretty quickly. But last week, we started this process of talking about biblical leadership. And over the summer, uh, all the Sunday nights throughout the summer, we're going to be defining what biblical leadership is. And last week, we talked about, hey, where did we start? When you talk about biblical leadership, where do you start? Well, the key word there is biblical. (laughs) If you want to talk about biblical leadership, then you start in the Bible. And we started with Genesis chapter 1. And one of the questions that I asked is, you know, how are we leaders? How do we get this leadership quality? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from God. Uh, we have the capacity to lead. Listen, it's not always about a title. Leadership is also about acts, acts of leadership, whether you have a title or not. And so we learned last week in Genesis chapters 1 and 2 that we all have the capacity to lead. And so Uh, One of the statements I made last week, you probably remember it, but I'm going to refresh your memory. Biblical leadership is always about glorifying God. It is never about glorifying me or glorifying you or glorifying the church. It's always about glorifying God. Biblical leadership is always about glorifying God. If you want to be a biblical leader, then you have to be a reflector of God. You have to reflect God's love, God's grace, God, His mercy. Everything you say and do, it ought to glorify God. And so God created us this way. He created us with the capacity to lead and to lead well. And He created us with purpose and direction. If you'll remember, I used those two words last week. He created us with purpose and direction. Why do I say that? Well, in Genesis chapter 1, God tells mankind to rule over. He uses those two words. Rule over, rule over the fish, rule over the birds, the livestock, the wild animals, and all the creatures that God created. And then you flip over into Genesis chapter 2, and he gives us two more commands. He says to work it, talking about the garden. He says take care of it, talking about the garden, talking about his creation. And so God gave us the capacity to lead and to lead well. And so whether we have a title or whether it's just acts of service, we have to lead. And even after the fall of mankind, I'm not going to go into it tonight because I I hit it pretty hard Wednesday night. Uh, In Genesis chapter 3, we know that sin enters our world. And even after the fall of mankind, even after the sin that happened in the garden, did God give up on mankind? No, he did not. No, he did not. God did not give up on mankind. He continued to speak to them. He continued to lead them. He continued to give them commands. He continued to give them purpose and direction for their lives even after the sin. Now, three very important words before I get into Genesis chapter 5 and before I talk about Enoch tonight. There are three very important words that appear over and over again in Genesis chapter 4. And those three words are, the Lord said... The Lord said. So even after Genesis 3, when mankind rebelled against God, when mankind rejected God's commands, God still loved them, and God still had purpose and direction for them. Now, was it going to be easy for them? No. If you'll remember, 
What did God say to the woman? He said, because of your sin, childbirth is going to be painful for you. What did he say to the man? He said, now when you work the ground, it's going to produce thorns and thistles, and you are going to sweat on your brow. It's going to be hard, but you still have purpose, and you still have direction. And then we get to Genesis chapter 4, and we see this over and over again. The Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. He continued to have relationship with mankind. And then, I love Genesis chapter 4, verse 26. The second part of verse 26 says this. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. I love that verse, right? So God was speaking to man, even though man was sinful. But at some point, mankind began to call on the name of the Lord. They began to understand that they had relationship with God. And that's what I want you to know tonight. Biblical leadership, right? We've already said this. It's always about glorifying God. But biblical leadership is all about relationship with God. If you want to be a biblical leader in your home, a biblical leader in your workplace, a biblical leader in the school, a biblical leader in the church, a biblical leader in the community, you better be in relationship with God. That, that's, a, that's a priority, okay? You have to be in relationship with God. And I believe we see this throughout the beginning, throughout Genesis. And I believe we see it specifically with men and women throughout the Bible. Um, we're going to see this. We're going to be looking at different men and women throughout the Bible, uh, all through the Old Testament and even into the New Testament. And what we're going to see is that when they are described as biblical leaders, it's always about their relationship with God. And so biblical leadership is all about relationship with God. So tonight, we're going to look at one man's relationship with God, and that is Enoch. The Bible tells us that God was with Enoch. God was with Enoch. So let's look at it together. Very short passage. As a matter of fact, uh, we don't have a lot of information about Enoch. But boy, what we have is good. Okay, so Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24 says, When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, look at this, Enoch walked faithfully with God, how long? 300 years. Wow. Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Verse 24, as if it hasn't already said this once, it says it again. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Isn't that incredible? Enoch didn't die. God just took him. Why? I'll tell you why. Because he walked faithfully with God in the midst of great sin and great rebellion and great rejection. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Now, Enoch is mentioned in two passages in the New Testament. One of those passages is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 and 6. And I know you know verse 6 very well, but isn't it interesting that verse 6 has a verse in front of it? Verse 5 And it talks about Enoch. 
Look at what Hebrews 11, 5 and 6 says. It says, By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And then we read verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think it's incredible that when we read Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 6, right in front of it is verse 5, and it's talking about Enoch, one who was faithful, one who walked faithfully with God. And then it describes that if you want to please God, what do you have to have? Faith. You cannot please God apart from faith. And then we turn over into the book of Jude. And Jude is just one chapter, it's one book. And so there are two verses that I want us to look at. Jude verses 14 and 15, and it talks about Enoch. Look at verse 14. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. So we know this. Enoch was called by God to be a prophet. He spoke the word of God. So Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. And here's what he said. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them, all of the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against them. So, like I said, we don't know a lot about Enoch uh, as far as chapters and verses, but we know enough. First of all, Enoch's leadership, his biblical leadership, was about faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to God. I love Paul David Tripp. You've heard me uh, mention his name before. Uh, I love his devotional, New Morning Mercies. In one of his devotions, this is what Paul David Tripp says about faith. He says, faith is not natural for you and for me. Doubt is natural. Fear is natural. So in grace, God grants us the ability to believe. God gives us the power to first believe, but God doesn't stop there. By grace, He works in our situations, our locations, our relationships, and our everyday lives to craft, hammer, bend, and mold us into people who build life based on the radical belief that He really does exist and He really does reward those who seek Him. I love what Paul David Tripp says there about faith. He says faith is a gift from God. It's a gift to you and me from God. And so not only does God save us, But God begins to sanctify us. He begins to form us, shape us, fashion us, mold us into the image of Jesus Christ. So even our faith, right? Even our belief that God exists, it's actually a gift from Him. He gives us the capacity to know Him and not just know about Him, right? Because the devil knows all about Him but to be in relationship with Him. See, biblical leadership starts with relationship with God. And it's built on faithfulness. Enoch walked faithfully with God. 
It reminds me of Ephesians chapter 2. You know what Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10? Listen to what he says. You know it. He says, for it is by grace you have been saved through what? Through faith. And listen to how he describes faith. He says, this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's what? Handiwork. Some versions say workmanship. We are God's handiwork, His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works. To do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So, so I love this. I love how when it describes Enoch, the most important aspect of Enoch that we know is his faithfulness to God. Enoch walked faithfully with God. He walked faithfully with God. He was obedient to God. Another pastor uh, that I used to love to hear preach, and he just passed away uh, here just a couple of weeks ago, and that is the late Tim Keller. Listen to what Tim Keller says. He says, you are really saved by faith, not by how sanctified you are. But if you are not being sanctified then you don't have saving faith. Did you hear that? You really are saved by faith. Not by how sanctified you are. But if you're not being sanctified, then you don't have saving faith. He goes on and he says, sanctification is the sign of salvation, but not the cause. Sanctification is the sign of salvation, but not the cause. And so when we talk about faith, there's a starting point of faith. The starting point of faith is understanding, yes, I am a sinner, that I have fallen short of the glory of God. The starting point of faith is repentance. I turn from my sin and I believe in Jesus Christ. I put my faith in Jesus Christ and I enter into a right relationship with God. That is the foundation of faith. But faith don't stop there, does it? Faith is not just salvation. Faith is salvation that produces sanctification. So we begin to look. We begin to act. We begin to see. We begin to hear. We begin to talk more like Jesus. And that is built on relationship. Relationship with God. God is the one who initiated the relationship with Enoch. God was the one who initiated the relationship. Remember what it said in Genesis chapter 4. Three words. The Lord said. The Lord said. The Lord said. And then at the end of chapter 4, what did it say? People began to call on the name of the Lord. So God initiated the relationship. And Enoch just said, Here I am. <laughs> Here I am. And so... Enoch's biblical, relation, uh, biblical faithfulness, right? Biblical leadership and faithfulness also flowed to listening. So Enoch's leadership was about listening to God. If you want to be a true biblical leader, you want to be a leader in your home, in the school, in the workplace, in the church, you have to be a listener. You have to be a listener. Enoch listened to God. They first, listen, when we look at these leaders, we're going to look at Enoch. Next week, we're going to look at a guy named Abram, who later was known Abraham. Uh, we're going to be looking at different people in the Bible. And what we're going to find out real fast 
is before they ever opened their mouths, you know what they were? They were listeners. They listened. Brian Dodd wrote an article on the church leader's website. And I, I, I go to the church leader's website all the time just to read and learn. And Brian Dodd is a pastor. And this is what he wrote on the church leader website. He said, smart leaders are passionate about their own personal growth. And part of their growth is constant listening and learning. That's what he said. Constant listening and learning. And he goes on and he says this, Enoch practiced listening to God. That's what he said. Enoch practiced listening to God. In other words, he exercised his ears. Think about that for just a minute. Right? We don't have a problem exercising our tongue, do we? We talk all the time. We're constantly telling God what we need and what we want. We need to exercise our ears more than we exercise our tongues. Because prayer is not just about us talking. It should be more about us listening. And after we've listened, then might, we might know how to talk. And so Enoch practiced listening to God. I believe he practiced learning from God. I believe he passed on this relationship he had with God to his children. He was a great listener and it impacted his voice over and over again in the Old Testament, especially in these opening chapters of Genesis. We read the words, God said, or like I said earlier, the Lord said. And I believe when God spoke, when the Lord said, I believe Enoch's ears were, were pricked. I believe they were pointed to God. I believe he, was, he had them, you know, holding them high so that he could hear exactly what the Lord was saying. I just believe that about Enoch. And so it made, me, it made me ask myself the question, when God speaks, am I listening? When God speaks, am I listening? How many times have you ever said, God, are you there? Hey, God, I can't hear you. Maybe it's because you're wanting God to say one thing and he's saying the other. Who knows? But the question I have to answer is, God, when you speak, am I listening? It makes all the difference when it comes to biblical leadership. So biblical leadership for Enoch was about his faithfulness. He faithfully walked with God. It was about listening. But don't miss this because Enoch's leadership was also about speaking. Speaking for God. So when you, and I said this earlier, when you add up all the verses and all the chapters in the Bible that speak about Enoch, I just gave them to you. I just gave them to you. I mean, we could barely fill up half a page, right, with what I just gave you. That's all we have. But listen to me. It's not the quantity of verses that matter. It's the quality of the verses that matter. It's not the quantity of verses we have about Enoch. It's the quality of the verses we have about Enoch. See, listening and speaking from a heart of faithfulness made all the difference in Enoch's life. And I'm so thankful that we have this passage in Jude, right? Jude 14 and 15, I gave this to you. We find out that Enoch was a prophet of God. And what does that mean? That means one who speaks for God the message of God to others. So, so who is a prophet? What does a prophet do? It's real simple. It's one who has been called by God to speak for God his message to the people. 
And that's what Enoch did. He spoke the word of God. And I'm going to tell you, he didn't speak his own words. He spoke the words God told him to speak because he said, I see thousands. So God gave him a vision. He said, I see thousands upon thousands of his holy ones coming. And they're coming with God's what? Judgment. Again, what was rampant at this time with his people? Sin and rebellion and rejection of God. We know that. And uh, I'm just going to ask you, is it any different today? Nope. It's the same today. But we also know about this time, because we move backwards just a tad, Genesis chapter 4, verse 26, that there were people calling on the name of the Lord. And so I believe they wanted to hear God's voice. And here's the thing. I told you this. God speaks to us today in two ways. It's called general revelation and special revelation. God speaks to us in the world, all that He's created. It speaks of God's goodness, God's love, God's power, God's strength. But God also speaks to us in special revelation, which is His Word. And in this day, God spoke through His children. He spoke through His people. He gave the words to Enoch to say. And so the things that Enoch was saying to the people, that was God's voice. God was speaking to them. And so Enoch's listening to God and Enoch's speaking for God flowed from the gift of relationship with God. It flowed from his faithfulness to God. So if you want to be a true biblical leader, and again, we got to be careful. I do know that there are positions, okay? There are pastors and there are deacons and there are teachers and there are chairpersons of ministry teams. I get all of that. But leadership is not simply for a position. Leadership is about glorifying God in every area, whether out front and everybody can see you or in the back where nobody can see you. You can, you can lead where you are with or without a title. And so if we want to be true biblical leaders, first and foremost, we got to glorify God. And how do we do that? We are, we're in relationship with Him. Not just gaining knowledge about Him, but listening to Him and speaking for Him, magnifying Him, glorifying Him through our ears and through our mouths. You know I love Dr. David Jeremiah. Dr. David Jeremiah said something really incredible about Enoch, and I gave this to you. Here's what he says about Enoch. He says, Enoch was an ordinary man. I love that. Anybody here just ordinary? Okay, I I would say every one of us in here, we're just ordinary people, right? Enoch was an ordinary man who did one extraordinary thing. He walked faithfully with God. The first person, look at this, Enoch is the first person of whom this is said and one of only several men throughout the Bible that is described this way. Think about that for just a minute. We read chapter after chapter about this person, that person. We got a whole book called Kings. And that wasn't enough. We we got another book called Second Kings, right? We got the Chronicles. One Chronicles, two Chronicles. We got all of these books in the Bible, and yet there's only a handful, only a handful of people that that it can be said, he or she walked faithfully with God. Well, Enoch is one of them. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of them that says he walked with the Lord, but that key word, faithful, is left out, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's incredible to me. So, so here's the truth for me tonight, okay? If I want to glorify God with biblical leadership in my life, in my marriage, with my wife, with my kids, yes, as the pastor of a church, uh, as, an, as a boss, as an employer, as an employee, someone who's working for a boss, right? Wherever that is, if I want to glorify God with biblical leadership in my life, then I must walk faithfully with God. How do I do that? By listening to His voice and speaking His name from my heart and from my mouth. This is what biblical leadership looks like. The Bible says, and I'm going to say it one more time, Enoch walked faithfully with God. Does that mean that Enoch was perfect? No, it does not. Because here's what it says. It says when Enoch was 65, he had a son. And then it says Enoch walked faithfully with God for how long? 300 years. Well, when he died, he was 365. So he wasn't perfect. But God said, right? And Enoch listened. And from that point on, right, after God initiated the relationship, Enoch walked faithfully with God. In other words, he listened when God spoke. And then he spoke <laughs> with what God gave him. He, he walked faithfully with God. I'm going to tell you, that's what biblical leadership looks like. This is just one, one illustration of what biblical leadership looks like. I want to walk faithfully. I want it to be said of me, that was a man who walked faithfully with God. That was a man who walked faithfully with God. Not, oh, look what he accomplished. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Look at all the children. Look at all the... No, just, all that needs to be said is... He walked faithfully with God, and that'd be enough. So my prayer for us, right, as a church body, may we walk faithfully with God. May we listen to His voice. And when He gives us the opportunity to open our mouths, may we speak His words, right? Enoch didn't speak His own words. He spoke the Word of God. He spoke what God told him to speak. And that's what I want us to be. I want us to be faithfully walking with God, listening to His voice, speaking His name from our hearts and from our mouths. Amen?